thank you so much for coming over to listen today. Welcome to Satiate, the Boulder Nutrition Podcast. I am Sue Van Rees, your host. I'm a functional nutritionist, food psychology specialist, leadership mentor, and author here in Boulder, Colorado. And I am so excited to be here with you today because over the past many weeks while we are in the shutdown order here in Colorado, I spent many hours researching and fine-tuning some of the practices that I use in my daily life for honing my habits to match my health and happiness goals. And today I wanted to share with you some really insightful and helpful pieces of information that I found along my journey. As many of you know, I spend a lot of my days working one-on-one with women, especially women, around our relationship to food, body, and pleasure. And so some of the research I'm going to share with you today directly relates to the places we get stuck, the places we get tricked by our own minds, and where we can find ourselves in a whirlpool of miswanting, confusion, and actions that are out of alignment with what we are truly seeking. It's one of the biggest conundrums of human existence. How do we align our actions with our intentions? How do we show up every day to get closer to what we want for ourselves when we often find ourselves doing the exact opposite? So our intentions, our desires, our inspirations, and our personal fulfillment are often coming from our head, the fluctuations of our mind. Some of them are leading us in a really positive direction to support our own fulfillment, but many of these fluctuations of our mind are leading us down to negative actions that further perpetuate our own demise. We live our lives in a perpetual rat race. Quarantine was a really good opportunity to practice slowing down for me. Flying through our days and trying to keep our to-do lists at bay while we're still managing to take the kids to where they need to be, cook meals inspired by recipes we saw on Pinterest for our family each night, keep our house tidy. It's never-ending cycle that many of us are finding ourselves in. This tailspin is not conducive to listening to our bodies, to creating personal fulfillment, to slowing down. When we are immersed in the busyness of life, it does not allow us to be absorbed in the beauty, wisdom, and pleasure of life to the degree that many of us are wanting. I discovered an interesting fact in my research, and that is that 40% of our overall happiness is attributed to our thoughts followed by our actions. I thought it was pretty revolutionary. 
So much of what we are seeking for happiness, many of us are seeking that on the outside. Filling up with stuff, filling up with you know, our identity that we put out to the world, with the masks we wear in the world. When really, our happiness, the majority of it is coming from the inside. It's coming from the quality of our thoughts and the actions that we choose to follow. So today we're gonna go over what I call the annoying features of the mind and how to remedy them. These annoying features of the mind are so human. We are so wrought with them in our human consciousness. We all experience them in one way or another. The difference is when we recognize them and pause, then we have an opportunity to choose. We can choose the actions to follow. We can choose whether to believe our thoughts. We can choose whether we wanna feed some of these annoying fluctuations of the mind. The first one is called miswanting. Miswanting. It's a term that has really impacted me and I find that it is absolutely relative to almost every aspect of our lives, our eating, our finances, the type of relationships we are wanting or are, are in, where we live, how we buy a car, so much of what we are doing in the world is stemming from this fluctuation of the mind. In some cases, it can lead us in a positive direction. And in many cases, it is leading us in the completely opposite direction that we wanna go in. Miswanting refers to the fact that people often make mistakes about how much they will like something in the future. We mispredict the duration of good and bad feelings. This term, miswanting, originally came from the psychologist Dan Gilbert and his partner Tim Wilson in the effort to study effective forecasting for ourselves. Believing that there are many times where we get ourselves into trouble by miswanting. Desire is complicated. It's hard to know in the beginning which thoughts will lead us to an action that will further us in our lives versus one that will sabotage our success. Part of the problem comes from these different kinds of desire. Some of them are really helping us stay grounded and focused, whereas others are creating illusion or leading us astray or creating more emptiness than when we started. Though a promise of fulfilling of desire fulfills the promise of some kind of gratification, it can also complicate and produce other areas of confusion. We see this with food. We say we're going to avoid sugar, and yet here we are 
at nine o'clock at night, reaching into the cookie jar, knowing that this temporary gratification will later leave us feeling tired or bloated or off balance. Uh, many of us have experienced retail therapy where we indulge in a shopping spree that is truly not in our budget, and then we suffer later with buyer's remorse and feelings of regret. We order that extra cocktail, and then we wake up the next morning feeling lethargic, not on our game, regretful of our decision. We stay up too late watching Netflix or even perusing social media to find ourselves overstimulated and unable to fall asleep and get a good night of rest. Our desires can be very complicated and hard to navigate and hard to trust. But there is a different way. When we align our inner world with our outer world, our inner self with the ways we move through our days and the feelings we are seeking. When we align ourselves with that inner world, then we can choose how to spend our time and energy to align with what I call pure desire. Pure desire is the most artful expression of who we are, our wholeheartedness, our unique mind-body connection and purpose with what it is we're manifesting in the world. When our inner and outer expressions are aligned, we move through life with more ease and satisfaction. When we learn how our minds are miswanting, we can begin to rethink that awesome stuff that you, we often regard as the ticket to our happiness or success. And instead, we can come into more pure desire which is auspicious, bringing us into alignment with both our inner selves and the highest outcome for ourselves and others. And although we have all these automatic behaviors and habits, we can find ourselves reacting to certain situations that may have an impact on our lives. And our pure desire is going to keep calling us back to being discerning. Okay, so that was the first annoying feature of the mind, miswanting, not quite being able to forecast what is actually going to make us happy or how happy in the future. We can remedy this by rethinking the awesome stuff that we have gotten used to using attempting to make us happy we can also practice not believing every thought as often they are wrong or leading us astray and we can return back to our pure desires to slowing down and aligning our actions with our intentions let's move on to the second annoying feature of the mind Okay, this one's interesting. It's a little tricky, but our minds don't think in absolutes. Our minds think in references. This is what's commonly known as grass is greener syndrome. We find ourselves comparing ourselves to 
a future self that we've never met, to something we once had in the past, to another person in our community, or even on social media. One study looked at the increase in our spending based on the amount of hours of television we watch each week. So interesting. When we're watching television, we're getting these images, um, whether it's on television commercials or embedded right in the shows we're watching, of things we need to be happy, of material items, of things we need to beautify ourselves to be worthy of love, of ways in which we can elevate our appearance in the world or our success in the world through acquiring these things. The study showed that for every hour of television that we watch per week, we increase our spending by $4 each week. That could be a lot of money when you consider how much television people watch in this country. We compare our success to those in our community. We compare our bodies to unrealistic images we see all throughout the media. We compare how we feel in our lives to how other people look in their lives. Many years ago, I had a client and she dropped this one-liner during one of our women's circles that I will never forget. It was kind of out of the blue and it went like this. We can't judge someone else's outside and compare it to our inside. But we do it all the time. That's the reference rather than the absolute. Okay, so how do we remedy this internal comparison reference point existence? This one fluctuation of the mind that is so prevalent through humankind. Well, we must take a second to reflect, to re-experience our previous circumstances. Taking some time to see what it be, would be like elsewhere. Doing our best to avoid social comparison. Doing our best to delete social media for days or hours at a time. And doing everything we can to have retrospection on what is truly important to us and how far we've come. To celebrate the successes in our own lives. To remember how we felt before we were able to attain something that we wanted. To go back to that moment and savor the little things. To be present. To experience gratitude. And to focus on what we have versus what we're missing. The very first step here is simply awareness. We see ourselves in the reference comparison. We notice the thought. We give ourselves a pause. Often we can even just tell ourselves to stop. Literally, we can even say the word stop 
just to create a disruption in our thinking. And before you know it, we'll begin to catch ourselves quicker and quicker. We'll begin to see where the triggers lie. Maybe we clean up our Instagram or Facebook feeds to be more positive and supportive. Maybe we take digital breaks so that we have space to appreciate where we are. The most important thing is to practice. Practice the awareness of the thought, to notice the intensity and the emotion behind the thought, to pause and choose again, to clear our spaces and our lives as best we can for healthier and more positive references. And lastly, the, the last annoying feature of the mind I want to talk about is called hedonic adaptation. And hedonic adaptation is basically where our minds get used to something, whether it's positive or negative, such that the emotional effects don't work well over time. For example, we often think of something we would like to have as a treat. Let's say one of those delicious chocolate brownies. Who doesn't love a chocolate brownie? So we crave the brownie and let's say we decide we're going to indulge in that brownie once a month. We look forward to it, it tastes good, and it's a highlight um, of our month. But if we have that brownie every single night, we may not enjoy it as much because we become adapted to the experience. This happens a lot with material items. We think that the new iPhone is going to make us happy. And we are happy for the first day or two playing with our new iPhone until it becomes just like any other phone. Or we expect the level of happiness that we have when we drive the new car off the car dealer parking lot and we feel elated and we feel snazzy in our new car as we drive home and weeks or months or even years later the novelty wears off the level of happiness that we experience every time we get into our car is nothing like that very first time we drove it home many times the happiness wears off novelty brings the human consciousness happiness time diminishes the novelty it's a tricky feature of the mind to work with. What can we do about it? Studies show that things that have a longer bandwidth of happiness come from experiences rather than materials. Can you fill your life up with positive experiences that then you can reflect on later? And even just simply looking at photos of your last vacation has been shown to boost happiness. We can spend more time in retrospection, counting our blessings, looking at all the amazing things in our life, 
remembering the level of happiness that we felt when we acquired something new, when we were so excited to drive that new car. Can we at least touch base with those feelings more often? Can we at least give ourselves permission to go back and relive those moments consciously to avoid the distraction of things wearing off and becoming less significant. To truly boost our happiness, we need to wrangle our minds a little bit to rewire our thinking and to learn the triggers that lead us astray, that lead us away from those pure desires and take us off balance rather than following and focusing exactly what it is that we are truly wanting for ourselves and creating the stepping stones to get there. Adding in new habits intentionally takes a little bit of effort. It's, it's going to take a little bit of work to change how we think and to notice the thoughts. It's going to take a little bit of work to create better, more sustainable wanting. It's going to take a little bit of work to reset our references, to clear the ways in which we get sucked into social comparison. And it's going to take some practice to diminish the hedonic adaptation that is so inherent in our human consciousness with savoring, gratitude, retrospection, creating experiences to build our happiness, and being more accurate with our predictions as to what is going to give us sustainable health and happiness. We can work with our connection with the people in our lives that feed our souls. We can look at the adventures and the kind of experiences that we want to create in our lives. We can practice kindness and service, which brings us so much joy and compassion, greater than many of the ways that we are generally wired to try to create happiness. Service does so much good for all parties involved. And we can focus on our health and the ways in which health and our health practices each and every day can feed us and guide us in a positive direction. We can spend time to reflect and stay focused and remember what it is we are truly focused on and what it is we truly want for our own personal fulfillment. This is big work, friends, but it's big work that is so, so worthwhile. In the yoga philosophy, we talk a lot about the fluctuations of the mind. They're called the chitta vrittis and how when we become more centered in ourselves, we are able to quell those fluctuations of the mind. We have the tools available to see positive change. We just need to be up for the practice and the creating of these new habits. While we're on this topic, I want to be sure you are aware of my virtual retreat, June 13th and 14th two to five each afternoon Mountain Standard Time, where we're gonna dive deep into the science of well-being for women when it comes to our health, our bodies, our relationship to pleasure, 
and our connection to each other. This is a wonderful way to retreat while things are still shut down. This is a wonderful gift to give yourself in the space of reflection where we can integrate and take some time to reflect on everything that we have been through over the last few months. Many of us are struggling with coming out of this challenging pandemic um, well-resourced and taking good care of ourselves when uncertainty has been so high. So I created the Women's Wellbeing Virtual Retreat because these unprecedented times have been challenging for many of us. And while we have been in this together in so many ways, what we are each going through is so very different. So this retreat is an opportunity to reflect on what you're learning, what you're cherishing, what you're craving, and what you're gathering to move forward into a new way of being in the world and being with yourself. This retreat will offer you all the ingredients that you need to cultivate well-being for your body, mind, and soul amid it all. I would love to have you join. We have space available for registration over at boldernutrition.com slash women's well-being. You can also find this retreat under the retreat tabs 